Welcome to Roll Fair, a D&D podcast. Thank you for all who've been listening so far. If you uh, want to engage with us, please like us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you do your social media. We'll, uh, we'll make sure to engage with you. And uh, tell us about what you like. Tell us about what you don't like about the podcast so far. Um, we'd love to hear from you and get your, your insights. Um, we'll introduce ourselves, as always. My name's Devin. I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Ryan. I play Alton, the Tiefling. I'm Brad. I play Arden, the wizard. I'm Kayla. I play Kaiji, the tabaxi pirate. I'm Sheru. I play... Uh, I'm Austin. I play Sheru. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Insight check. Who am I? Who's the real one? <laughs> I'm Ben. I play Reina, the human ranger. I'm Sarah. I play Asar, the fire genasi. Wonderful. So... Last session, we uh, we had a lot of character development going on, trying to see uh, what it meant to be evil um, and what uh, was morally right or wrong as far as killing people who ambushed you. It was a wonderful conversation. And uh, we're picking up after a night's rest, and the party is continuing on their journey with Tethys Za, the uh, merchant uh, of this caravan. Um and they are traveling to the um, Zumaji mine where he is looking to pick up some turquoise. Um, and so we pick up there. You guys have woken up in the morning and continue on your journey. So a quick, quick question about our travels. Are we all on beetles? Or is uh, so so last time some of you were riding the beetles, some of you weren't. I know I, I was. It was too. just you riding a beetle. A lot of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. These beetles... There's only one that's really equipped for people to ride on. It's and, and keep in mind. So just describing these beetles a little bit, they're big. Um, you, you know, we're talking like ten feet tall um, and about ten feet wide. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a little less than ten feet tall, maybe like eight. Uh, but but they're big, and so how the saddle would be draped over this thing is um, you've got several seats. So like a uh, you've got someone who can ride up on the top of the beetle, um, and then you've got seats that drape down on the side of the beetle where its wings would be folded up. Um, and so they, uh, you, you've got several several people who can ride on this thing, so potentially five on one beetle. So this is kind of a question for outside game. Um, uh-huh. Did you want bigger beetles printed? We'll, we'll cover that later. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so we do have some people yeah, walking because okay. we have a... Kind of a big group. Yeah, yeah. Right? and and so. some of you could ride on the, the beetles that are geared up for cargo. Uh-huh. Um, it would be very uncomfortable, probably. Possibly. It, it, they're, they're not meant for riding. Um, and so it is an option, though. Uh, so everyone could ride a beetle. Not necessarily comfortable, though. But walking, you'd be able to keep up with these things, no problem. They're not particularly fast. Well, Arden's going to make a point to walk. <laughs> okay. This morning. Asa is tired, so she will take Auden's old spot <laughs> on the beetle. This is quite lovely up there. Uh, Alton's walking again. He's also keeping an eye out for wherever the cutoff would be to head toward that dig site where he last saw Jaywin. Okay. In case that's where we wanted to start our search. Sounds good. Um, <clears throat> so, you guys, uh, as you're traveling down this road, uh, you know, typical like you've you've gone, the 
the terrain becomes a little bit more duny again, um, less less rocky like where you were ambushed. Um, and you do notice, um, kind of as you guys are just kind of exiting where these rocks, uh, rock formations would be, um, the area that you guys took uh, is fairly recognizable by you um, to get towards where you you made that camp with Jalen um, for for digging for these ruins. Sorry, we're tasked with Tethys to follow him wherever he's going. Or he he asked if you guys would be willing to guard his caravan on the way to the Zumaji mine. At okay. this point, you're probably a couple of days out from from that. Okay. Um, Alton, uh, when you came with Jalen, you guys were about three and a half days travel. Um, about a half day travel from uh, uh, the road to get to where you were digging. So. Okay, and I don't think um, we were just going to stick with Tethys as long as we were heading the same direction, right? Or were we going to go all the way to the mine? You guys never actually yeah, I don't never think we ever, ever had that conversation with him. <laughs> well, I know we were planning on going to the mine at some point anyway, so... So we're we going to the it, dig site first or the mine. Well, so, I mean, I considering go. the people at the uh, on both ends that we are probably trying to bring home safe, maybe we go the furthest south point to the mine and then take whoever with us and head back up and hit up the dig site on the way on the way back on the return trip. Yes, my mission is a little time-sensitive, so I'd prefer we get to the mine as soon as possible. That that works for, for me. I, I don't think we'll really find anything at the dig site, except maybe a, a little bit of evidence of what happened, but that can wait. Yeah, I want to go to I both mean, places, know, so I'm... whatever. I know there's a high chance Vasa went towards the dig site since she was supplying Jalen, but uh, honestly, if uh, she hasn't survived... Another day, another few days probably isn't going to make a difference. Not to mention, I'd feel much better as a person if we continued with the caravan guarding them. I kind of agree. Good I mean, idea, Sharu. Seems like uh, <laughs> our help was much needed there. Strength in numbers. They helped us as well. They had a good group. Okay. Onward to the mine. So you guys continue on with uh, Tethys and his his caravan. Um, the the next couple of days um, pass with relative uh, relative ease. Nothing um, extravagant occurs. Uh, no no bandits. Nothing uh, strange. So um, um, oh go ahead. Just just at some point along there, I'm finally going to uh, talk to Volcamus. Okay. Um, oh, just strike yeah. up a conversation yeah. with him while, while we're on the road. Um, so how long how long have you been in this caravan or, or working for Tethys? Um. So as as you you strike up the conversation, he just kind of looks at you and like just kind of surprised that you know you're having a conversation, and he's like, um, I don't know, I. I like I said before, maybe like six seasons or so. 
Does it does it pay well? I, I I'm just curious because you know from one tiefling to another, I I also worked in a caravan. It was probably just about the worst job I I've had. So I, I was just surprised to see that you were so attached to Tepes. Oh, I mean, what what were you paid? Uh, two coppers a day. Just basically nothing. Yeah, that's that's not a lot. Um, I get paid about uh, I don't know enough, a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> he he pays me he pays me about a gold a day. <coughs> we make pretty good money in, in this caravan. Well, and he's um, generous. I think that just makes me realize how young and stupid I was at one point in my life. Well, I mean, I, I don't really get to use the money for a lot, and there's not really anyone that really likes me in town, so I mean, it's nice to get the money, but really I'm, I'm more here just to be on the road and be among people who are willing to treat me like somebody of worth. Indeed. It's good to see you've learned to defend yourself, yeah, too. I mean, you seem to do well in that battle we had. I mean, I don't, I don't do a lot of fighting, but I mean, if you get attacked, you have to be able to do something. So. Well, if yeah, if your experience has been anything like mine, I think we, we Tiffings typically grow up learning that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, where, where'd you grow up? Uh, I'm not sure really want to share that. Uh, no offense to you, but I've got a, a past I'd like to keep in the past so it doesn't catch up to me. I understand. The fewer the people that fewer people know about that, the better at this point. I understand. I mean, how'd you end up on the road then? Can I ask you that? Uh, you mean just now? Yeah, like how'd uh, you end or, up here? Or, okay. I wasn't sure if you meant back when I was uh, working for a caravan or or now, but uh, I, I I did work uh, a little bit. Uh, well, I won't say where, but when that when that uh, <laughs> fell through, wow! I uh, I took a job for this uh, archaeologist uh, named Jalen, and uh, just working as a digger, just you know, a little bit of labor. Um, uh, up until just a few days ago, but uh, we're actually heading kind of past that dig site where uh, where we were, but we were attacked, and I made my way back to the oasis, and uh, was just starting to figure out what to do next when I met this group of oddities and and uh, variety, and uh, <laughs> just been well, kind of. I think Ringo stepped into a cactus. No, that's John. <laughs> oh, it's John. Sorry. As he, I was saying. <laughs> he looks over at you and he's like, they're fine. Oh, if you say so. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever met a, a turtle or a genasi or or an old wizard before even. So it's it's been a little interesting to, to at least... Um, you know, see if uh, we can mutually protect each other or at least make some coin together. But uh, I'll have to see where we go from here. Well, sounds fun. 
I wish you the best for sure. And, you know, thanks for, for being willing to help us. Um, makes a difference. So, um, so as you guys continue on your journey uh, to, to the mine, as I said, it passes very, very uneventful, um, and you make it towards the, the the mine itself. And as you get closer, one thing that you guys notice um, is that you see up ahead a a large tower-like structure. Um, you know, compared compared to what most buildings are, this is you know a pretty noticeable thing, um, and. Uh, just kind of a, a desert sand color, um, and uh, the closer you get to this this mine, you notice that it's actually you you see walls that come up around the, the area, like a, a walled city almost, um, which is really strange to you, just because most places that any of you would have seen one most most places don't have walls. Um, and then two, um, it seems a weird place in general to have a walled town or city or, or mine alone. So, but you do notice that these walls uh, approach um, as you get closer. They, they, it is a walled area, um, about 10 feet high, made of um, uh, mud, mud brick. So does it does a saw recognize these walls? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I just no. just with uh, with the information that uh, I know about you. you know, these these would definitely not be walls that you recognize. Okay. Mm, backstory. So um, you guys approach the gate um, of this city. Uh, rather, I shouldn't say city of the mine um and uh you're you're halted by guards and you you see lots of people passing in and out here um as you've been coming closer to the city you see that the traffic is extensive uh, lots of beetle caravans um a lot of them are empty um you know beetles pulling wagons that are are um slave carts um so barred um these barred wagons with roofs and they're now empty. Um, uh, so you see a lot of those, uh, coming back from the line and you see others, you know, beetle caravans that are laden down with, uh, with the precious stones that are mined here. Um, and then coming in, you also notice that a lot of the, uh, um, merchandise that, uh, is on some of these beetles is on wagons that are, um, pulling like lumber um, and other uh, building materials. And so uh, and you also notice a lot of food provisions as well on these wagons. So you guys approach the gate. Um, you're stopped. Tethys has words with the guards. Um, and uh, then you're allowed to pass in. Well, he's speaking with the guards. I'm kind of standing back behind the group mm. and I don my burlap cloak again. Okay. Sounds good. Um, go ahead and just make a... Um, oh, what's the role I want here? Like a stealth? No, like a... 
Bear with me. Can we hide you in a tent? <laughs> Go ahead and make a... For the sake of this, we'll do a... Let's do like a, a deception check in some ways. I know that's more usually for like lying, but okay. we're going to do this one for just seeing if you can. Okay, I can, I can do that. Ten? Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, so, uh, is anyone else doing anything? Apologize. Just going up. I saw still Tethys on top lead. of the beetle. Helping he gets us in. Um, so they, they let you pass. Um, the guards look at the the ragtag group here and they you just see that they seem to kind of look at you in a peculiar way, but none of them advance or approach anything like that. I look back at them in a peculiar way. <laughs> <laughs> I wave exuberantly at them. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, they see yeah. they see this uh, grumpy human. I'm. I'm also actually. I've moved to the back uh, nearby, <laughs> Kaiji. Okay. Nice. Sounds good. And so they they see the turtle waving at them, and they're just like, huh. <laughs> and you just see them kind of put off it a little bit, and then uh, they see you, you know, looking grumpy at them, and they uh, they just kind of look away and down, um, and then uh, you guys enter into the the city itself. Or the town, rather, and it's a, it's a peculiar site. Um, let me actually get to the description here. Um, okay, so as you enter, it's a it's definitely a town. Um, you know, well populated. Probably best guess somewhere between four to six thousand people live here. Um, and, uh, for being a mine, for what you would probably expect, it's, uh, it's not like your typical mine. Um, in fact, you don't even see anywhere where anything is harvested at this point. It's all town. And most of the buildings that you're looking at, um, are very rundown looking. They're mud brick, in some cases just plain old shacks, um, you know, made out of whatever material is available. Um, and these simple buildings stretch on for as far as your eye can see around the, the area, and you can't even see the other end of the town. Um, but uh, very, very simple buildings. And then along the main thoroughfare, as you guys are traveling down that, you see a m much nicer buildings. Um, so, you know, your taverns, um, you know, some basic uh, stalls. Uh, you, you don't really notice vendors so much. Um, and in, any vendors that you do notice, you see that they pretty much just have um, precious stones for sale, primarily turquoise every now and again, something else, but primarily turquoise. Um, but no, no like actual shop fronts or anything like that. Um, and up ahead uh, along this thoroughfare, you see that tower that you you notice from the distance, um, and it itself is walled in, um, uh, having its own wall. Uh, these these walls are about 15 feet high. Tower, as best you can guess, would be about 25 feet high, um, and it looks to be in some ways 
uh, reminiscent of some sort of place of importance, uh, like a uh, like a mayor's uh, home, like a manor house of some sort, um, or a uh, uh, political centerpiece. Um, and so that's what you notice there. Um, you guys don't go any further. Tethys stops the the caravan, and uh, he approaches you and says, "Well, we've made it. We thank you so much for uh, for assisting us. Um, and I don't know if you have plans for returning back to the Pumango Oasis or even back to Kashako. That's our, our final destination. But if uh, if you." have plans to return. We're more than happy to have you as guards, but otherwise we can part ways here. We've got a bit of business here on our own, as well as some things that need to be handled on the way back, so I can't imagine our paths will coincide. But uh, it was a pleasure traveling with you. Likewise, and uh, thanks again for taking care of us and uh, ensuring that we arrive safely. I will see what I can do about finding some new guards. If you change your mind, we'll be here for at least a day or two. Um, so please find us at, uh, at the inn over here and uh, we'll, uh, if we haven't found other arrangements, we'll uh, gladly take you on again. But uh, here's your payout and he pays you each five gold. Getting so rich. <laughs> it's more gold than I started with. Oh wait. Just wait till you're like level fifteen and you're getting like Yeah. Fifteen thousand like gold pop. <laughs> uh, before we separate, I'm gonna walk over to Lokamish one or Lokamis one more time mm -hmm. and just kind of really quietly say to him. Um if you run across anyone looking for a tiefling from Kushako. That matches my description. Just tell them that he died in that bandit attack. Okay. Duly noted. Uh, Sheru goes up to one of the beetles, pats it on the head. You are my favorite, George. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> good luck, Okamus. This is, this is what I get for not naming the beetles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, miss you most of all, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so you guys part ways, um, and uh, you've been paid. Tethys is doing his business. You see him go off and start um, working with the the various merchants who are, you know, offering these precious stones. Um, oh, I did want to say goodbye to Shalkosh. Okay. Just. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the traveling companionship. And I've never asked this of anyone. Would you pray for me? Uh, well, certainly, Arden. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to assist. And uh, is there anything specific that you would like me to pray for? A conscience. Indeed. I will. Uh, I will add that to my meditations and to my prayers and if uh if you do need anything 
and our paths cross again, please let me know. I'd be happy to uh, call you friend anytime. Likewise, and may you continue to do it and be successful at whatever it is that you do. Um, and peace be with you. And with you. Thank you. And she again bows her head. <laughs> what? The ice cream truck in the background. This is driving by the mine. <laughs> Every town has an ice cream truck. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Ooh, I thought that was someone's phone. I was like, ooh, didn't turn off their phone. It's, a, it's ice an ice cream truck. It's an ice cream beetle. <laughs> It's probably not going to show up on the recording at all, and people are going to be like, oh, what man. are they talking about? There is an ice cream truck that we can hear uh, <laughs> passing by, so uh, if you can hear it, uh, you know, shout now, it out. Now I'm just picturing a, a beetle with a bard on top of it, yeah. playing a tune as it's going by. <laughs> It's exactly what happened. It's oh playing, playing ice cream uh, truck music so as, they're, like as you're passing by. Rain, mm. <laughs> so, um, it's... Um, Kind of turns to Kaiji. Um, so, uh, what do you want to do now? Kind of figure this is uh, your ballpark. Uh, That's yes. a ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> so, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm not exactly sure uh, how to find. Um, this this uh, this contact. Uh, uh, they were supposed to meet Spike, and uh, Spike's not here. Um, I. Uh, um, what do what do I remember about? Yeah, let me uh, pull up some information. Bear with me one moment. Um, while we're at it, does Sherry know know anything of secret handshakes or stuff like that from his experience? When you say secret handshakes, what do you mean? Oh, secret codes, he means meeting people. With, with, um, with the pirates. With the pirates. Oh, I see. Um, go ahead and make a... Oh, what do I want you to make here? I'd say just a history check, probably. Sure, we got 24. <laughs> um, so you know that uh, there could be some possible secret handshakes that uh, the Sandstorm's Revenge would make with people whenever they come to land or um, you know any port um, but uh, so I would say you probably would know if someone's trying to make, make one to you excuse me <clears throat> So, I don't know what that is. I didn't have that prepared, but uh, you definitely would know. Okay. So, um, what Kaiji knows about this mission is that um, originally you were coming here to help uh, execute plans to, to do what you could to liberate the city. Uh, what you know about this place is this is... Essentially, the, the whole town is almost entirely slaves. Um, and they work the mines. The mines are not connected directly to the town itself. They're, they're further 
um, to the southeast. Um, but uh, you you don't know exactly what uh, how how things are run here, but you do know that uh, the vast majority of people are forced into working in the mines, and you know that uh, the group that you were um, working with, the Treasures of the Sand, um, is trying to uh, liberate this uh, this area as best as they can. Um, you also know Treasures of the Sand is a secret group, so that isn't something that you would uh, um, divulge, um, per se. Um, part of one of their covers is that they are a traveling... Uh, circus group, if you will. Um, and so people know the name, but they don't know. It's not common knowledge that they are a liberation group. So I know that I'm familiar with um, with some of the performers there. Have I noticed anyone as we walked through the city that I would recognize? Yeah, great question. So, so at this point, no. Um, and to, to give you a little bit more detail here, what was originally happening, happening was that the Treasures of the Sand had placed one of their people inside of uh, the kind of a middle-level manager, if you will, within uh, uh, the Zumaji Mines infrastructure. And they were helping to negotiate a, or establish a plan to do what they could to liberate as many slaves as they could from this area. And you know, thousands of people, potentially, in this case. Um, so you're originally coming to help assist with that, you know, you know, demolition, things like that, possible explosives. Um, and the, uh, the mission changed at some point. Uh, you guys got word on your way there that their contact had been uh, captured and enslaved. And so the mission went from being a liberation of the town to a breakout of this contact. Um, and shortly after getting that information, your um, squad was ambushed. Well, I know, I, I, I remember that uh, as, as we were coming here, we were told that there was a, a specific contact to find, but we got word that that they had been been captured. Um, I think that we need to to find them before we can move forward with with any with the mission at all. I'm I'm guessing captured has something to do with giant building in the middle of town. <laughs> it's possible. Do you have? Any sort of a description of this contact? Um, do I know who it was from? Uh, you know that the first name is Tristan, but that's about all you have. You also know that they're uh, human of Tuchawi uh, descent. Do we see any uh, anybody other than human? Like, do we see other races? Is it? Un are we a sore thumb? Yeah, great question. So there, there's. Plenty of races here, primarily human, um, mostly Tichawi, uh some Yabankichi. Um, <laughs> Kazumtai. 
<laughs> it's just the other human race. <laughs> I said Kazum type. It's because whatever. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so the Yabankichi are from the north. Um, the Chichawi, obviously from this this region. Um, but uh, so mo- mostly humans of those various kinds. And then um, you've got uh, uh, a fair amount of tabaxi. Uh, they're a pretty common uh, race that's enslaved in this, this region. Um, and uh, some gnomes, some halflings, uh, some dwarves, but pretty rare to see them. You, you, they're easy enough to spot, but they're not something that, uh, not, not common among the, the group. Would um, Asar pass as human? <laughs> With that fiery red hair. <laughs> um, so, possibly. Yeah, I guess. Listen, I've got yeah, pretty some... pretty easy to spot. Well, yeah, we've got a turtle and a tiefling and a tabaxi that's not a slave, but they don't know that. I've got some people I can talk to uh, in town, see if anyone can dig up information on on this Tristan yeah uh, basically the only thing that I know is that uh, they're human so they don't have fur and they don't have scales <laughs> that's basically the end of, of what I know that's me <laughs> that's not you I've met oh. some pretty furry humans in my day <laughs> true that's true. I guess that may also describe a dwarf, but that's neither here nor there. Marcy, um, I see a lot of tabaxi as slaves here. I do not want you to feel uncomfortable. It might be better to have us pretend that you are our slave, but if you do not want that, I will never force you to do that. I do have whips if... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if that's what you were into. Find a chair. <laughs> no, thank you. I've, I've, I've been ashore more times than just now. I've, I've done the farce before. And I, I can do it. it it's fine. I, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, we'll just, you know, stay nearby. We'll find some other way. We'll keep you protected. Yeah, just stick close to us. I, I think... Uh, we can get this handled without too much, uh, too much of a ruckus, and hopefully, in and out, yeah. without too much of uh, too many casualties. We'll kill them all. If if you need to, I can I can teach Sorry, you some. Sorry, Asar. Are you sure you're not evil? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you need to, I can teach you some good knots you can tie around my wrists that I can untie myself. That is a good idea. We should all learn that. I mean. You know, I'm already into whips. You'd think I'd be into knots. <laughs> you do carry a lot of leather, I noticed. So. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, leather armor is kind of just yes, the of armor. <laughs> I, I don't understand. What do you mean? Oh. Yes, nothing, it's fine. In detail. I would like to write this down. <laughs> you know, buy me a few drinks tonight and... <laughs> Who knows what might come out of my mouth? <laughs> Hell, hard enough keeping it clean when I'm sober. Oh, man. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of bars, do we have um, any rope? Does anyone have rope? Well, I mean, here... can't really do knots without rope. Uh, I've, I've got plenty of it. 
Yeah, I have some rope in my pack. Oh, yeah, I have rope. Sorry. I should really take it's inventory like of what I rope, have. <laughs> That's like what you start with. Um, yeah. So would would they have just been put to work, or would he be locked up somewhere? I'm guessing that he's enough of a liability to them. I mean, if they know that he was here to start trouble, I'm sure they want to keep him as far away from all the slaves as possible. So I don't think we'd find them uh, among the shacks. I think that we would find them in some dungeon prison something. Behind the really high wall. Yeah, that one. Let's have us uh, human-looking ones ask around, maybe, and... Like I said, I've got a few people I can talk to in town. Okay. And uh, honestly, I would feel most safe uh, staying by Rainer. He's uh, saved me more than once. That is a good call. Anyway. Probably keep uh, Asar nearby as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. travel by entourage. <laughs> Does this have to do with the, the knots and the leather? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it's just for your protection, <laughs> of course. Uh, just so you know, this is going into the journal. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> Knots and leather. Knots, leather, and entourage. <laughs> <laughs> and whips. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so with that information that you have, well, what are you guys doing? Just following Rainer's lead, I guess, if he's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, step one, I mean, Rainer knows people. I think the best thing we can do is to go to the shops and the tavern and get intel. We need info. Yeah, I know uh, there's a there's a dive a little bit in the back that uh, I've got a I've got a couple people there. I can I can ask some questions. Okay, um, so you guys start wandering through the city to this this place that you know. Um, and the the interesting thing about this place is that the taverns here are not named. Um, they're just taverns. Um, and only the ones on the thoroughfare would actually have a name. These are the, the places that visitors would stay. Um, all the other taverns, and there's, there's quite a few taverns here. Um, they are meant for um, the slave population to go and, you know, get their meals or their um, uh, their drink uh, at the end of, of a day's work. Um, it's a convenient reason to not name them. <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> I prepared this. I was totally prepared. Um, but uh, the... This is essentially how most people get their food, and um, it is something that uh, just something that, uh, with the contacts that you've had here, you know, this isn't a place that you go often. Um, you know, there's not a lot of uh, info that you need in this place, but uh, you do know that uh, the tavern itself uh, uh, is not something that people pay for. It's just provided to the slaves. So you begin traveling that way, um, and 
we will actually pick up the session next time with where you get to at that uh, that tavern. So thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, give us a like on, on Facebook, Instagram, and whatever other social media you have. You've been listening to Rollfair, a D&D podcast. Produced, recorded, and mixed by SF Shields. Executive produced by the Rollfair team. Copyright 2021 by Rollfair LLC. All rights reserved. Visit us online at rollfair.com.